Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs here with my co host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Lots to discuss. Lots so to much. Go. So much. We are going to continue what we did last week. Word. Because I think it went well. Last week, we covered the 1991 Oscars in honor of your host's birth years. Oh, yes. And um, it went so well that we are going to jump forward a decade to the 2001 Oscars and fix it. One exact decade forward. Yeah, we're going to yeah, fix it. We're going to fix it. Needs we're going to fix it. Let's first take a look at the year that was 2000. Uh, so this is the 2001 back. Oscars, but the movies that were covered in that Oscars were from 2000. So the highest grossing films of 2000 in this order were number 10, What Lies Beneath, Ooh. number 9, X-Men, 8, The Perfect Storm, 7, Meet the Parents, 6, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. I agree with that. Five, Dinosaur. Interesting. Four, What Woman Want. Three, Castaway. Two, Gladiator. And number one was Mission Impossible 2. Wow. Let's take a moment, okay? So this is a list that has a Mel Gibson movie on it, a Tom Hanks movie on it, a Tom Cruise movie on it. Oh, yeah. The big stars. This was back stars. when there was you heard someone was going to be in a movie. Yes, and that was enough to to get you there. you to go to <sighs> see it. Definitely, yeah, they're like billboards. Definitely big stars. I'm shocked at the placement of some of these uh, uh, movies. I'm surprised how high yeah. up on the list what women want was. But you know what? That's that's in the wake of Patriot, right? Patriot was this year. So here's some right, more movies so that came out. Boondock Saints, Scream 3, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some horror movies, Final Destination, 28 right. Days, um, High Fidelity, American Psycho, Love what? and Basketball, American some comedies, Psycho. Road Trip, Big Mama's House. Um, the Patriot did Mama's come House. out this year. The Replacements. What was Bring number 10 on. again? What was number 10 again? 10 was What Lies Beneath. That's a Harrison Ford joint. Yes. Which was an excellent film, too. All right, so Harrison Ford. And then I'm trying to remember, was it nine or eight? What was nine and eight? Nine was X-Men. So this That's was the, the one. first foray. Yes. This is the first foray into modern Superheroes. superhero yeah. films, right? right? We got the the Batman movies in the 90s. Before that, we had Superman. Right. Um, but this was the first foray into like, Can... th- this is modern superhero movies can you imagine that we once lived in a world where a superhero movie was ninth on the overall grossing list it's crazy it's crazy to think that beating a superhero movie was what women want and meet the parents and meet the parents i agree that number four or five i think it was four the grinch that made sense to me yeah kids movie there were a couple kids movies how the grinch stole christmas and dinosaur was a disney movie and that was dynamic like that grinch movie that got you as a kid and an adult like that that was a dynamic movie yeah but 
you know, like, so in 99, 98, 99, I think Blade comes out, which is really what they're doing now, which is like trying to do realism. You know, that was like Batman Begins and all that. We're going to make it real. So I don't think Blade gets enough credit. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But X-Men really deserves more credit than it gets because I think that was the moment. Like, like Iron Man is the spine of the Marvel Universe. Without a doubt. But you don't get there without X-Men. You don't get there without that and Spider-Man and, yeah. and then Batman. Yeah. The, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Right. So that's wow. So that's it. 20 years ago, 21 years ago. That's right. And and it's ninth on the list. That's a shocker, man. It is shocker. ninth on and the it list. And it spawned two immediate sequels and then three, right? Three like kind of sequels with the Wolverine, all from that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. That all spun yeah. off a bunch of Wolverine movies and a ton of and sequels the, and yeah, reboots, semi reboots and stuff like that. Um, let's get into, let's do it this year's Oscars. So I figure first we'll go over, I'm, I'm just going to read off who the nominees and the winner was. Okay. Then I think we should talk about who we'd suggest could have been added to the nominees. Definitely. And then maybe we'll discuss if we would have a different winner. Sound good. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. So for best, starting with best supporting actor, we had Joaquin Phoenix for gladiator Albert Finney for Aaron Brockovich, William Defoe, Shadow of the Va- Vampire, Jeff Bridges, The Contender, and then the winner in this category was Benicio del Toro in Traffic. Hmm. Is there anyone that you saw was missing from this category when you were looking it over? I have an interesting uh, one out of left field for both supporting actor and supporting actress. I don't know that anyone I don't know that anyone was missing like of the of the movies that we just mentioned uh I mean it's like it's a makeup movie so maybe they didn't want to do it Jim Carrey well that's supporting right you said supporting This is supporting It's supporting So hmm. No I think I'd let I'd let this list lie because of the types of movies these were Mhm now okay. I don't know, you know, I, I definitely have an opinion on on the winner, okay. but I'd let this list lie. What's your thought? Who do who, so who's... my thought of someone who is missing, and I'm not sure yeah. who who. I'm curious if you take anyone out for this person. Again, this is out of left field. This is from a comedy that was a underrated, almost like a cult classic. I'm intrigued, and you know, this is one that I've saw so long ago that I, I have a tough time remembering, but I remember the performances. And one of right. them was Fred Willard in Best in Show. Oh, my God. I love Fred Willard. You talk about one of those actors that's like the cartilage of a movie. Yep. He's not, you know, he's not like the bones. He's not, not the big, he's not in your face. But without him... It doesn't land right. He is tremendous. I like that. I, he, I would give like, him I think comedies like should get more. I agree. More notice and and more acclaim from. It is not easy to be funny. No, not at yeah. all. And so they, they really uh, that's don't. That's why that well. shout out to R.I.P. Fred Willard. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, I think he deserved a, a nod here. 
I support that wholeheartedly. I don't know who you'd take out, but I think he deserves the nod. Hmm. Um, what are your it. thoughts on the who should have won this category? I have a thought. I'm curious what yours is. I here's and again, it's like a makeup movie, but I think he absolutely did a tremendous job acting. I'm I have to give this to Willem Dafoe for A Shadow of the Vampire. Okay, and, that's and a movie a, I've never seen. Oh, you would love it because it's not a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. essentially it's set back in like the early 1900s, and they're going to make Nosferatu, which was the first vampire movie. It's a Got silent it. movie, and they're using Bram Stoker's book. They're using Bram Stoker's Dracula. So the whole premise of the movie is Bram Stoker actually met a vampire and it's Willem Dafoe and they go and they get Willem Dafoe who's going to play the vampire in the vampire movie. And he's like, you know, he's giving them notes and everything. And it's just tremendous. So it's, it is funny. Willem Dafoe is one of those actors that can be hysterically funny, incredibly menacing and, and also incredibly like warm. He, not in this movie, but he has, like, he, he, he emotes really well. Um, I give it to him. Look, in, in that category, you have, uh, let me just do a scroll quickly. You have Benicio for traffic. You mm-hmm. have Jeff Bridges in The Contender, where he plays the president. He does a fine job. It's a good movie. Albert Finney, who plays Aaron Brockovich's uh, Julia Roberts' boss. Yeah, a lawyer and Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. So, like from those films, traffic was a big deal at the time it came out. It was, but you know, everybody's still talking about Aaron Brockovich, Gladiator, yeah. um, and Shadow of the Vampire. While everybody's not talking about it, that was an acting job. I got to give it to Willem. Yeah, you, and and also, I'm a little biased because I'm not the biggest Benicio fan. Yes, I, I do know that. Yeah. I, I like I think that. his greatest work was in The Living Daylights or whatever that Timothy Dalton Bond movie was. Um I I would have gone Joaquin. Would you for this? Have? I think explain yourself, I remember so. when I first saw this and I still think um it, he is such a good villain in yes. Gladiator. He is so just like on, like it was a different type of villain right because he was he was the yes. clear bad guy but he was also like a coward like he was the worst kind of villain where he had all the power but he right. was just like hiding behind all of his you know pomp and circumstance yeah he had all of this protection for him so he could literally do whatever he wanted and be evil and he had no credibility behind it it was just it just was what it was i, um, I, it. I thought he was brilliant in that movie so i would have given it to him i i like that i could get behind that uh let's move on that. let's move on to best supporting actress where we had Ooh. julie walters in billy elliott francis mcdormand almost Hello. famous kate hudson almost famous dame judy dench chocolate and the winner, Marcia Gay Harden in Pollock. This was tough. This was tough for me 
because I have seen a few of these movies. Um, like the Kate Hudson nomination, I don't really, I don't know, you know, uh, yeah. that damn Judy Dench or Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> um, she, you know, she's pretty good in that in that chocolate movie. I have to say, I probably. I probably lean towards uh, Marsha Gay Harden on this because Pollock was a strange, a strange film when it came out, got a lot of buzz. And I think she probably turned in the most performancy mm-hmm. of, of the five nominees. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, my yeah. only, my only opinion on this was again, someone who I felt was overlooked. Oh, hit me from the same movie as Fred Willard. Catherine O'Hara. In Let me tell show. you, she gets the Oscar. I think you're right. I think she was overlooked. She got snubbed, and that's my pick. That's that was my before, like, obviously, bef- like, people thought that they discovered how funny Catherine O'Hara was in, uh, whatchamacallit? Schitt's Creek. In Schitt's Creek. She was hilarious way, way before that. Oh, my, you're 100%. You are 100% right. Because I struggled, I struggled with the best with the supporting actress one because I was like, none of it set me on fire. That Catherine O'Hara, I distinctly remember that performance mm-hmm. that she gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wins that. That she was wins. like the preview to what she was going to oh. do in the future. Yeah, so good. Um, all right, best actor. This I, one's I'm going to throw some interesting stuff at you here. Hit me. I've got some weird stuff throughout. Um. So we've got Jeffrey Rush in a movie I can't pronounce. Quills. Yes, Quills. Um, there you go. Ed Harris in Pollock. Tom Hanks, Castaway. Javier Bardem, Before Night Falls. And the winner, Russell Crowe, Gladiator. Why don't I, I, I believe I know your choice just because you, you tend to be in the bag for this actor, but why don't you go first on this? Okay. So let me start by naming two people that I think would have been interesting nominees that were not nominated. Hmm. One you alluded to Jim Carrey. Yes. For how the Grinch stole Christmas. That is Listen, I know anyone listening to this is going to think it's absurd that I'm even suggesting a nomination for that. Uh That is easily his best comedic performance Uh, to me personally. It holds a special place in my heart. I think you're a Christmas guy. Unbelievable in that movie. He is so funny. Every line that he delivers is just spot on. Every single one. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, go ahead. Who's your Who's your second choice? Second, which this is a movie that I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen like bits here and there, little sure. highlights, and it, it seemed to be like a consensus that if there was someone who was snubbed, he may have been snubbed. Right. Christian Bale for American Psycho. Oh, I have seen. And been impressed by the acting in American Psycho. That's a movie like I own. I wanted to add it to my collection. I don't just rely on the streaming. Um, He's tremendous. However, 
Well, go ahead. You, so who's your choice? So my choice here. If you include those two, if you include those two. My choice here, and you know I love Russell Crowe, and I love the movie Gladiator. Sure. Great movie. Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. That was a, that was like, that was one of those movies where it was like one of the first rated R movies I was allowed to watch. Right. When, when we were young, you know, we were only, we were like 11 Maybe when it came out, sure. when, yeah. when it came out maybe yeah. even younger, like 10 or whatever, objectively, for, for whatever movie. reason, I was allowed yeah. to watch it. So like right. I hold it, you always like for those remember first that R movies you're allowed to watch. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. You remember you, it. They're, you're going to like them because it's it's the first. Um, Definitely. But yeah, obviously, you know, I'm in the bag for Tom Hanks. Yes. I just feel like. If you can carry a movie by yourself for however many hours, mm-hmm. talking to a volleyball and yes. keep people engaged that entire time and lose all the weight that he did and like do all this stuff, uh-huh. like I'm fine with Russell Crowe winning, uh-huh. but like Russell Russell Crowe's performance wasn't like anything groundbreaking. I agree. Here's the thing. So you're going with Tom Hanks. I, if I had to choose you between are. the two, I would choose Tom Hanks. I think that was a you, more difficult role. My my goodness, sir. I think that was a more my challenging goodness, role than Listen, Russell Crowe. More Russell Crowe has done better. I than well, Gladi than his performance in Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I agree. He has had a better. He's had better acting performances. Yes. Here's my thing, and I, you know, and I don't know if you remember, but you were you were like you were poo pooing. The idea of losing and gaining the weight in the last—that's just an, I'm I more right. my focus is on like the ability to like that's just like a side note yeah. like that's not my end all be all for the thing I think it's like an, a little yeah. bonus but it's not like infl- swaying my decision I, it's more so that you can be by yourself that entire time and right. still like carry the whole like literally you're carrying the entire movie and that was such a huge movie i would agree i would agree with you um it was a huge movie uh however i would have to say of the of the acting jobs if this film was not included on the list then I may lean towards the two that were snubbed over the rest. Okay. I would lean towards um, Carrie or uh, Christian Bale. However, because Quills was included, and here's what Quills is about. Uh, it's about the Marquis de Stade, who was essentially, he wrote like smut books back in turn of the century uh, France. I think it was turn of the century. It was like mid-1800s. And he was imprisoned because he was like a, a perv and he's writing all these books and he's, you know, he's a goofy guy and they imprison him mm-hmm. and then he's writing from prison and then they take away all his like writing materials. And so he's, he's speaking the books and they're being, uh, you know, dictated and they're still getting out and he's driving them all nuts and all while doing like kind of a French accent, all while being kind of grimy and, and interesting and all from the, the prison cell. Like he's doing his whole acting job from the prison cell. I, I think Jeffrey Rush, apart from that movie, is a tremendous actor. But in that movie, 
that was my first introduction to him, even before Captain Barbosa. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was a movie I never saw. You would find it interesting. But again, it's like it's strange content, but we get an appearance from Michael Caine. Yeah. We get an appearance from what's her name from uh, Titanic. Like, good movie. It's really a good yep. movie. I, so, the one thing that I forgot about Tom Hanks that I'll add in, just mm-hmm. a quick tidbit. Like, who else can make oh you God. cry yeah. because of a lost volleyball? I mean, the Correct. skill that that takes. Yeah, anyway, that does uh, but, take like, a I'm fine with you, you present a, a strong mm. argument. Um, let's go with uh, best actress. Okay. So we have L- Laura Linney. You can uh, count on me. Yes. Ellen Burstyn, Requiem for a Dream. Juliet Binoche, Talk a lot. Chocolate. Joan Allen, The Contender. And then the winner, Julia Roberts, Aaron Brockovich. Now, before we get into who we thought should have won and all mm-hmm. of that, do you have anyone that you think was snubbed? I have I, one, go ahead. and it's weird. You go for you go first. See, I didn't think of of all the movies that were out there in the wind. I don't think anybody was snubbed. Like, for example, um, I think certain people like turned in decent performances. Um, but if I was to look at, uh, you know, there's nothing from the uh what women want nothing from uh a, a christmas story what am i do how the grinch stole christmas yep uh i just and like what lies beneath uh, there are a lot of good performances but definitely nothing that's like oscar worthy i okay. i would stick with the list so but i have thought so there's one movie that came out this year that i think low key was very culturally significant and you're like okay. everyone is gonna think i'm insane for that like, culturally I, I, I argued i have so far argued for two actors in best in show and an actor <laughs> in how the grinch stole christmas and now yes. i so i have been looking for a way to include this movie somehow in this award show and i felt Ooh, okay. like this was the best place to include it um kirsten dunst from Bring It On. Wow. Why? What? Like you just that, dropped that. You did mic drop. What? Is, explain that nomination. So that was like I've seen that movie. Like a very popular, yes, like movie in the culture for like yeah. that. That almost had it had a second life, right? It wasn't one of the top yeah. 10 highest grossing films of that year, it, but it had like that movie growing up was always always it was all on, over the place on television. It always. was the clueless and, of its gen of its time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And okay. so I felt like it deserved recognition. She was yeah. the star of it. It was between either her or um Gabrielle Union, I was thinking yeah. about maybe for best best supporting for her villain role. Um, yes, me, but I ended up going with you know I, again not to win, but just like right. a, a recognition, a recognition. Of, of this performance. 
I would go so far as to say that's probably the most dynamic performance Kirsten Dunst has given. There you go. Like, you, you know, I'm not, you know, she, she hasn't had a stellar film career. She's done some things, but that's probably the thing, you know, she's most interesting in. I, I kind of stuck close to the mark on this yeah. one. I think this I think was we a both bad... agree that the winner yeah. makes sense. Like the winner Julia makes sense. Her her Oscar. Her she Oscar. I agree. Julia deserves it. She wins. But I will I will couch it with I think it was a bad year for best actresses. Okay. Like I just I don't think, you know, for example, uh the, the contender. It was just, it was a strange movie and Joan Allen, who I'm a huge fan of, and I don't think she's in enough. Yep. Um, she was in a, I think her best performance was in a movie called the upside of anger with Kevin Costner. Um, but like I, she didn't have enough to do, I thought in that film. And then, you know, and she got lost with some other, some of the other characters, the chocolate movie I thought was just kind of, you know, I've never, it, I've never it, it seen that movie. I've never seen. And that. then, yeah, Requiem for a Dream, and you can count on me. Uh, I understand why they're in the mix, but it's, it's like, I, I, you know, this is. I don't want to tear anybody else down to raise another one up. So I'll okay. just say, That's fine. bad year, bad year for actress in a leading role, but good Everyone opportunity, a, yes. a, a very good opportunity for. Julia Roberts, like right time, yeah. right place for Julia right, Roberts. Right time, right place. Great performance. And all the actresses turned in performances. It's the films that I think they kind of got lost in. Gotcha. Um, let's move on to best director. Yes. We had Ridley Scott for Gladiator, mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh, Aaron Brockovich, Ang yes. Lee, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. Steven Daldry, Billy Elliot and the yeah. winner, Steven Soderbergh for Traffic, nominated yes. twice this year, which I'm just realizing. Unless I made a mistake, Traffic is the, another one of those uh, um, dances with wolves. It was like culturally significant. Mm-hmm. We had to like it. Um, it had everybody in it. I look. I'm not going to bury the lead. It's the choices between Gladiator and and Traffic. Uh, for me, for directing. And here's mm-hmm. why. Uh, of the other movies that were listed, I don't think any of them required the dynamism, like the, the dynamic directing that Gladiator and Traffic required. Gladiator's an epic. Traffic, less an epic, but there's, there's a lot happening. There's not a lot of landscape. There's not a lot of like, well, let's just point the camera at the wheat field and watch him wave his hand through it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I give it to traffic on this one. I stick with the winner. Okay. Because that you had to think about angles. You had to think about like, I'm in a room with people. I'm on a city street with a crowd. I'm a, you know, it's not like, look at the Coliseum and now here's a tiger. Like there's a lot of interesting sites a lot of CGI yeah. traffic, I think, was a like a really directed film. Okay. I disagree with you. <sighs> Outrageous. I know. Sorry, man. 
I what's respect your, what's your it, but I disagree with it. Uh-huh. I think that the winner of this category should have been Ang Lee for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow. Because, because one, that she ran up the... One, was. this was the only... I mean, this really didn't get a lot, a lot of love from the acting categories, and that probably could That's have true. been adjusted. Um, but this... That was a movie that didn't look like anything that had ever come before it. Yeah, okay. That was something... That was the start... Really, like, the start of... Ang Lee's style and yeah. what he would do in future movies like Life of Pi with that same kind of color scheme and and all of the things that he was doing. I, I felt like this was an innovative movie, the way that it was directed, all of the different shots that they were doing. I, I just there was nothing in this that felt like you had seen something similar. All right, so I that's why that. I would give it to Ang Lee. I think he deserved some love for that movie. It, it definitely was unique. It definitely was unique. Again, CGI flick, but unique. CGI, but like at a time where CGI wasn't fully right built up to what born. It, yeah. It, yeah, it was just being born, and it still looked amazing. Um, I concur. I allow it. Last category, we've got best picture. The nominees were Traffic, Aaron Brockovich, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Chocolat, and Gladiator, the winner. Anything missing starting off? Anything missing? Well, yes, I do. And, and here's actually, but there's no way it would have won. It's American Psycho. Okay. Yeah. American Psycho definitely was filmed interestingly, uh, also co-starring Willem Dafoe, filmed interestingly, um, directed well, written well, acted well. It covers all the bases, but it's kind of a a thriller horror movie about a a nuts person. So like, I guess they didn't want to include it for best picture. Right. Um, but again, we're fixing it. So it doesn't matter what they would do. What would we do? What would we do? I would, I would give the Oscar for best picture of the year to gladiator. Yeah. This is one that again, like I think maybe what was missing, I could agree with you with American psycho. I think that's a notable movie that probably deserve recognition i've had a thing for best in show that's been a trend i think that could have received some recognition not that it would have had to win but maybe get a a nomination over something like a chocolate or even a traffic um but i would agree with you that the best movie of the year was gladiator absolutely i mean it had staying power. You know, we're looking backwards in time. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But of those films, Gladiator did something interesting. It's, you know, it, it, it holds up well. Mm-hmm. It had, you know, you still quote lines from it. Are you not entertained? Yeah. You know, what we do now echoes in eternity. Um, if, you know, I, of, Again, I won't I won't tear one down to raise another up, 
But Gladiator, yeah, absolutely Gladiator. I yeah. would have given serious consideration to American Psycho because of all that went into it. But yeah, it's fine. Gladiator. Yeah, I, I think too, this is like similar to uh, Julia Roberts win. This was a right time, right place Again. win for Gladiator. Agreed. Right time, right place win for Gladiator. Yes. Um, there wasn't really much to challenge it. I like that. That's correct. There was not much to really challenge it. Um, okay. Well, right that, right. that does it for the 2001 Oscars. Neil, what do you and say? And I like we, our edits. I like our edits too. What do you say yeah. we do 2011? I'm in. We, go, we just Next keep week. it going. Next decade. Yeah. So next we'll week we'll do up. 2011. And I think what's going to start happening too is like, I feel like you're much more knowledgeable with the, the older decades of movies. Sure. And now we're going to start getting into more of like my wheelhouse and, and yes. the movies that I've seen. Certainly more of. Will. There Certainly was will. a period of time for years where I was making it a, a goal to watch all of the movies that were nominated yes, um, in a year true. and stuff like that. that. Um, so I think this is probably right around that time when I was doing that. I have no idea what the movies are from, from that year, but we will do that next week. Let's move on to rolling or trolling. I am ready. Okay. In a recent interview, oh, hello. Andrew Garfield has denied that he was ever called to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Neil, are you rolling or trolling with the lie that Andrew Garfield's telling <laughs> right now? <laughs> I, I'm rolling with it in the hopes that it's true. I did not like his performance. Well, but if there's no Andrew Garfield, there's no Toby. There's no Toby. So like, okay. In, in as much as I, would I want to see, I agree with you. And as much as I want to see uh, that universe, the multiverse, I am, I am trolling his lie yeah. because I want him in it. I want to see that, that world. Yeah. I'm thinking that like, n until I see this movie, nothing is going to convince me that he's not in it. Yeah. I, fair enough. I'm and like, Toby yeah. Maguire. Like, I think they're all in it. So yes. you could say it all at once. Now, I'm fine with him lying about it. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Don't spoil it. Th that's great. It's still going to be a, like, even though we all know he's going to be there, it's still going to be a nice surprise. Yeah. Because it'll there's be a nice that thing. still inkling of, of doubt, right? In the back of your mind that, oh, maybe right. he's not. So, like, maybe it'll not. still be nice. Um, Marvel says Wednesdays are the new Fridays. Hello. In a new teaser, after Loki was moved up two days from Friday, June 11th to Wednesday, June 9th. I. Wednesdays are the new Fridays. So now we're getting. Loki's so instead up. of coming out every Friday, you know we're going to get I, Loki every Wednesday. I roll. I so roll with that for this reason. I think it's the next step. So they were getting us back. So we left TV. We left it. Who needs mm -hmm. TV? I have streaming. Who needs commercials? I'll pay the extra dollar a month. Yep. No commercials. 
Um, I'm going to binge. Everything's binge worthy. We're going to drop a whole season mm-hmm. at once of Daredevil. We're going to zip through it. We're going to crash Netflix because they drop it at once. Everybody tunes in. That was a beautiful world. Then they were like, well, now that we got everybody's money, let's just go back to TV. And we're going to drop episodes once a week and give, make yeah. everybody wait till Friday. So I like the idea of Wednesday because now I have something to do waiting for Friday. Like, yeah, that makes sense. What it is, is basically it's programming. You have all the TGIF shows yep. and you have your Wednesday night shows. And eventually I think this is the next link in the chain. You're going to get, there's going to be something every night of the week. They're all going to communicate with each other. Yeah. And it'll be, you're watching this on Monday, you're watching this Tuesday and you just roll through the week. I'm, I'm so like, I'm good with that too. I'm rolling with that because I like the one thing that I like about what Disney plus is doing with their shows versus a, uh, a Netflix is that they do do a weekly release. Yeah. And I just said, do do that's hilarious. Do do. Um, but they do a weekly release, which mm. I like more. And I think is a, like, now is a better strategy. Like I understand why Netflix did it the way they did it for so long. Cause they were trying to just build up as much content as possible to get people to join their, their service before they lost the licenses to things like the office and stuff like that um, right. to try to keep everyone. But like, think about something like stranger things versus the Mandalorian where Stranger Things drops on a weekend, maybe people are talking about it for a week, and then they move on. Mandalorian, everyone is talking about it every single week for two months. I agree. Like, doesn't it make more sense? You would want to be part of the cultural conversation for longer, and in order to do that, like I look at game of Thrones, like what was happening with game of Thrones. That was the conversation every single week was what happened. What the happened previous it's, night it's on game of Thrones. Conversation. And that's right. like, that's what's been missing from streaming and is being brought into it by Disney plus. And you can see other services are starting to do this with their shows as well. And I like it more because I don't need to to binge the entire show in one night and then feel bad about myself that I stayed up until four o'clock watching yes. all of it and then forgetting everything that I watched because it's all a blur and I went through it so quickly. Like I like it being a little bit more of a slow burn because you could digest what you just saw. You can talk about it with everyone people have some time to catch up during the week if they don't get to see it right away. I like that concept. Like, I, I, I like it more. Yeah, I like that concept. I could support that. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, you're digesting, you're talking about it, it keeps the buzz going, it mm-hmm. makes it last longer, and you just don't forget. You're not like, when is it coming back? And then you forget about it, and then you get re-excited two weeks before. Exactly. It keeps you going. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Rolling. Hugh Jackman. I'm in. Wants Wolverine to cameo in Deadpool yes. 3. Here's what's great about America. Okay. We here in this country, you can dare to dream. And, <laughs> and that's what I love every day, waking up an American. I, so when Hugh Jackman hung up the claws after Logan, uh, we were all upset. 
But also, Logan was so perfect that, that we accepted Everyone knew it. it was the right time. It was the right thing to do. But we dared to dream, Chris. <laughs> and the idea that he would... that uh, dare to, um, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool is the right vehicle for a cameo. Because and it it's just a cameo. It's okay. It's the cameo. That's fine. That's all we need. And it won't undo the impact of Logan. Right. But I want right. to see, I just, he is the Wolverine. And w- which is ironic because he is in physical appearance, nothing like the Wolverine of the comics. That's nothing fair. like the Wolverine of the comics, nothing like the Wolverine of the cartoons. But I mean, they did a good job with his face and his hair. 100%. But he's too 100%. tall. He's too tall. He's too lean. Yeah. Wolverine is a stocky. I like, mean, he gets jacked, but he, still, he Wolverine is way shorter and stockier than. Way shorter. So, do you know who they originally thought, uh, but not for the X-Men 2000 movie, for like years prior, he was, he was a considered cast if they were ever going to do it? I feel like I know this. You know the actor, even if you don't know him by name. Bob Hoskins. We talked about him last week. Smee. Yep. He's short. He's like ferocious looking. He's he's manly looking. That would have been real weird. Yes, but he's the perfect physical character. But it would have been it would have been strange. But essentially, like, so what you needed was Bob Hoskins. What you got was Hugh Jackman, a world apart, and we fell in love with that. I'm in. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. There you go. Um, let's see. And yourself, I assume you're rolling as well. Yeah, absolutely rolling. That's yeah. a given. Dave Batista uh-huh. said that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is, quote, probably going to be the end of Drax. He Ooh. then later clarified that, quote, Drax isn't going anywhere. He just won't be played by this dude. By the time G3 comes out, I'll be 54 years old, for God's sake. I'm expecting everything to start sagging any second now. End quote. So I, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm rolling with this, and here's why. Tell me why. I yeah. think we all need to start getting comfortable with the idea that if we want char- certain characters to continue on, mm-hmm. they're going to have to be recast. Because like Dave Batista says, he's getting older and there's certain things that he physically will not be able to continue to do in movies that he's able to do now. And I'm fine with him hanging up the cleats or his time has already passed him in (sighs) that certain role. So like, I'm like, I'm good with that. Recast him. I would like to continue having Drax. I don't want to have to force it to right. have him continue playing him. Here's the thing. I I agree with you in spirit. I disagree in this. Number one, he has been kind of grumpy about the role um, in various interviews I've watched him in. He's got kind of an attitude, and he doesn't strike me as someone that is grateful for the leap to stardom. And, and let's be honest with ourselves, objectively, without Drax, he doesn't get cast as a villain inspector. Without yeah. 
Yeah, That's without fair. Drax, he's not really. He doesn't get that standalone. That was his breakout role. Spy movie. It was his breakout role. That was his breakout role. So don't be like, like everybody should be like Hugh Jackman. I'm in. I'm in for ten years for twelve movies. Let's do it. Yeah, but like, I don't think it was that. I think like he wasn't being like salty about it when he said it. It was in an interview, yeah, and I he know, was just like, being realistic about it, yeah. and then realized that it caused the stir because everyone thought that oh, we're not getting Drax anymore. And he's like, no, no, no. Right. Like you'll still get Drax. It's just like uh, like just I'm gonna be too old. I can't do it past ah. guardians of galaxy 3 i'm gonna be too old and i want to like chill out a little bit which i'm fine like think about that dude and the shape that he's in at you know 50 right now he's 50 years old and he looks right. the way that he looks and that is not an easy thing like when you get that age like you don't want to be having to look like that all the time all the time yeah you don't want to have to put that on all the time i granted okay i get that but for as long as we can, I think we should, is all I'm saying. Yeah, you, you can't force people to do stuff they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if he thinks it's his time, it's his time. Fair enough. Speaking of Dave Bautista. Yes. He has been cast in Knives Out 2. Well, see, there you go. You don't get Knives Out 2 without Drax. But. I'm interested in the Knives Out series. I enjoyed my time, and I like a whodunit, so I'm going to roll with that. Just because I'm rolling with the continuing of whodunit. Yeah, I'm rolling it too. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what, who, like what type of character who he's going to play yeah. in it. I want to see what um, that's all about. <clears throat> Moving on to some DC stuff. Gal Gadot has confirmed in a recent interview mm-hmm. that Joss Whedon had threatened her career during the filming of Justice League, saying, quote, and this was in another language, he kind uh-huh. of threatened my career and said, if I did something, he would make my career miserable. I handled it on the spot. Well, I roll with handling it on the spot. Yeah. I think like, like the reason why I bring because yeah. again, we have talked about this a lot on this podcast yes. with the Ray Fisher situation. Right. I think this only further proves Ray Fisher's claims. Mm-hmm. Um, Gadot has also said previously, um, I wasn't there with the guys when they shot with Joss Whedon. I had my own experience, which wasn't the best one, but I took care of it there. And, and when it happened, I took it to the higher ups and they took care of it, but I'm happy for Ray to go up and say his truth. Right. Which is all well and good. Yeah. Like there's no, no issues with that. But again, I think we should be promoting the handling of these things instantaneously, as opposed to the, let me come out later. So like kudos to her because that's the time to do it. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, the, the Ray Fisher situation seems to me like they handled Gal Gadot's and they, yeah. d- they didn't handle his issues. Right, and that brought about the need to publicize it, um, because and when you think about it, it makes sense because we've talked about it before. Ray Fisher wasn't really a star, and isn't really a star, especially to the caliber as Gal Gadot. So of course they're going to handle it when Gal Gadot has an issue, but maybe not right, so much. Right, but with not Ray Fisher. Yeah, that's um, fair. Lastly, we're going to end rolling or trolling on a bit of sad news for, for you because I know you're a big fan of the show. Hmm. Both Tom Cavanaugh 
and Carlos Valdez are leaving the Flash after season seven, which has been renewed for season eight. So that's and look, they put in their time. Right. That's not a situation where I'm like, you know, be grateful. They put in their time. They're there. I don't know what they've really got going on in the world. You know, if I had a steady paycheck, I probably wouldn't be in a hurry to leave the flash. It's renewed for a season eight. I don't know. Where do you go without them? I think like I'm trolling it because I feel like it's a hit to the show. Yeah, that that's one that I trailed off on because they introduced so many new characters yeah, that's that I true. think with the amount of characters that they have it like I think they'll be able to at least fill the time without those two. Right. But it's just it's too much. There's too much going on. It's too much happening in the, in that show. That's fair. That's fair assessment. Let's talk about actually we're going to talk about our um our suggestions from last week but mm-hmm. first you had a top five list and it is in relation to the oscars and i'm very curious as to what that top five list is i have and and i did it with you in mind sir okay i like it and i'm sure it will spark a conversation and it houses a suggested for you Yes. Oh, so should we maybe wait on this until uh, so that well, you could do the suggestion? Let's I, wait well, on I don't. It, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you what the suggested for you is. Oh. You know, you we can go through it. I'm sure you've seen many. Okay. Um, and you'll probably spot it, but we'll we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, so what is the list? So my list is the top five. Tom. Hank's performances. Oh, geez. Yes. Yes. Now, these are what I consider to be objective. Because here's the thing I left out Toy Story. I, it's, they have it's to all be live performances. Live performances. Gotcha. Live performances. I left out Toy Story, make it a little easier. What I think are objectively his best. Mm-hmm. Performances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, okay, which which excludes. Well, let, why don't you why don't you start down the path? So it's going to exclude Toy Story. It is excluding Toy Story. Um, and that's fine. Like, I I, I don't think that has to be in there. Right. Um, I will have to go with the the two movies that he won an Academy Award for, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. (sighs) Forrest Gump is my number one. Okay. Philadelphia did not make the list. Did not make the list. All right. All right. That's that's fine. It had to be thrown out there because that's an obvious guess. Let's give a sidebar. He was nominated in back-to-back years, one of the few people. He, yes, he won back-to-back. In back-to-back years. First, few people. Yep. I think first person, right? I think first person to ever do that, yeah. And Philadelphia, great film. Mm-hmm. But I think when people go to the cabinet to reach for Tom Hanks movies, yes, I don't know if that's in the first five they reach for. Okay. So this is my favorite Tom Hanks movie, Big. 
Big is number four. Number four. Number four. Tom Hanks has a career that spans so many years that there's young Hanks and there's old Hanks. Oh, that's right. Okay. Absolutely. Big is definitely, arguably, and I feel like you would agree, the pinnacle of young Hanks. Yes, without a doubt. Given that it's the pinnacle of young Hanks, it is the only young Young Hanks Hanks on the list. Interesting. Yes. Only young Hanks. Okay. So saving private Ryan. Absolutely. Number two. Okay. That's number two. Gotcha. Yes. Um, I don't, I think given your feelings about it, I don't think Castaway is on this list. It is not. Okay. So because, I'm, I'm correct ahead. in that. Yeah. Um, so no Castaway mm-hmm. for this. Um, I'm trying to think. I will lead you down this road. I, so I've got three so far. You've got three. You got Forrest Gump one, Saving Private Ryan two, and Big number four. You're missing four. three and five. Missing three and five. And these films are, you will recognize them. Okay. You're, you're going to be thrown off because one of them is not the star vehicle. I decided not to put that on on this list. He gives performances in these two next movies, like where he is doing something interesting that's not necessarily Tom Hanksian. Doing something interesting, yes. not necessarily Tom Hanksian. Tom. One is a Hanksian. comedy. One is a comedy, which is Hanksy, but he's not. He's a. He's not playing a. You know, he's he's doing something interesting. One is a comedy, but it's older Hanks. It's older Hanks. We're talking 90s Hanks, late 90s Hanks, middle-aged Hanks. Oh, do you have um, You've Got Mail on this list? I do not have You've Got Mail on this. Oh, okay. No. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Think about, you know, go ahead comedy it's not it's kind it's not really comedy it's a that thing you do nope because he's not really like he's in it but he's not the focus what is a comedy in the late 90s so that he's in this is a film where i you know it's 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 not your main interest but you certainly are interested in these themes um it is a sports themed film Oh my gosh! That's right. I can't believe, and I stand um, by it. And I stand uh, by it. What should I call it? Um. Oh my God! League of Their Own. Yes. There's no crying in baseball. No, that's that belongs on the list. I can't believe I forgot yes. about that movie. That totally belongs, right? Because he's like, without a doubt, that belongs. He's like a grimy, you know, drunk coach, but with a heart. Yeah, that that and, belongs without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying not to go with like, I'm going to give, I'm going to give one away where I didn't choose it. I steered away from the toy stories. I steered away from like Apollo 13 Yep. because it was too obvious and it's not necessarily like, like dynamic where he's running all over the place. He's just in the capsule. I wanted to put things on this list where he did something interesting. Okay. So fifth and final, modern, modern-ish 2000s, 
Uh, in fact, I think pre post 2010. Okay. And again, he's giving a performance and he's, he's not terribly wholesome. Okay. Here's, here's, he's not terribly wholesome. Yeah. Here's one that I don't know if that fits given the last thing that you said, but here's one that stuck with me really from the last scene. And I thought he deserved a nomination for this performance based off of the one scene alone. And that was Captain Phillips. Perhaps the last scene alone, I was not thrilled with Captain Phillips. Now, he had a string of playing real people. Yes. He had like a five-year string where he was just playing Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, This included, actually. That's my hint to you. He had a string of playing. Was it... um... Huh. What would it have been? Was it... um... Go ahead. The, uh, the, the, the you Mr. Rogers you? movie? No, we're talking a little less than wholesome. I'm going to give you a little give less you than minute. wholesome. It's a political drama, political film. A political film. Yes. With Julia Roberts. With Julia Roberts, a political film. This is not like one of his big. Um, it wasn't a smash, but it was interesting. Movies. Was... Why am I not thinking of what this is? A you want me to tell you? Fil- film with Julia Roberts. Yes. You're at four out of five. There's no shame. There's no, <sighs> no shame. No, no, no. I want to get this. I want to get this. I want to get this. He plays a live figure. It's a political. Uh, you know, drama, comedy, dramedy. And it depicts like a moment from our history that's that's important. Jeez. Um, Is it... Um, uh, I, I know it. Um, yes. Definitely. It's something that uh, no one knows how it happened. And now we found out years later. Yeah, this, this is it. one. I, I haven't seen this one. Right. Um, it's got it's him, it's Julie Roberts, it's yes. um, say it and I'll give it to you. Philip, say the Philip Seymour yes. Hoffman is in it. Yes. Um, I'll give you the name. You got the movie. Yeah. Charlie Wilson's War. Charlie Wilson's War. He gives a performance. That he's that is, that is a deep cut right there. It's a deep cut. It's a deep that cut. That is a deep cut. I need yes. to hold on. I need to pull up because this got me all excited. <laughs> I need to pull up Tom Hanks IMDb real quick. Oh yeah, because I need to go over. Uh oh, the run of all runs for an actor. Oh sure, tell me that this is not the greatest string string of movies ever put together, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Go ahead, but give me starting year. Go ahead. We're starting in 1992. 92 with a league of their own. Definitely. 93, Sleepless in Seattle. Excellent. Also 93, Philadelphia. Yes. 94, Forrest Gump. Unbeatable. 95, Apollo 13. Outrageous. Also 95, Toy Story. Yes. 96, That Thing You Do. Excellent. Not a smash, but fun. Yes. Still. 98, Saving Private Ryan. 
off the charts. Also 98, you've got Mail. Amazing. 99, Toy Story 2. Also yeah. 99, The Green Mile. 2000, oh Castaway. 2002, Road to Perdition. Also yeah. 2002, Catch Me If You Can. I, that's, that's the best, uh, that It's unbelievable. Now, there are some movies, like, some of those movies aren't, like, yeah, but you know what? Um, incredible, but there is not one bad yeah. movie Correct. in that string. Correct. Objectively. No one has had a better run of, of no good one's movies had a better run. like that. No one's had a better run. And I, I task the audience with writing to us and giving us suggestions of someone that's had a better audience, that's a right. better that's, run. I, I, would love, I would love to hear a Definitely. suggestion of someone who had a better run than that. Um. All right, now let's talk about our, our suggestions for each other. That just got me all jazzed up. Yes. Um, do you want, what do you want to start with? I watched the uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Yeah, yeah. You watched Tenet. Do you want to start with Tenet? I'll start with Tenet because okay. I think, I think I'm in the minority, but also not because. If you remember, Tenet was pushed back. Yes, it was. Okay, It was pushed back, it was pushed back, it was pushed back. And then all the scuttlebutt, all the Hollywood scuttlebutt was, this is going to be the film that puts people back in theaters. That's what Christopher Nolan wanted. Right. It's like, he was this insistent is going to be it. that it came out in theaters. He would not yes. let it go to streaming. And it's like, this is going to be it. They're going to come see this. It's tremendous. I will agree. <clears throat> I think the value of this film is on the big screen, not the little one. Yeah. Yep. Which tends to be a Nolan thing. Mm-hmm. But this was not, this was not it. It was no. just, you know, and I know he has, and, and, and this was your intro when you, when you suggested it to me, like his theme, the, the director's theme is really time. You didn't like his 10th movie about time. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. You know, I get it. I get it. We're all mortal. Time's running out. I don't need to be reminded every eight. Uh, but this didn't have the same, like, interest as Inception. Yep. That kind of thing. This didn't have the same, like, hit. Uh, I just think, I just think it was disjointed. It's the only word I could think of. Which happens right. with with time movies because you're all over the place, but yes, there are excellent examples of how to make that work. And I just feel like I feel like he, this is one of those moments where he just thought, well, as long as I put it out there, it's going to work. Okay, and it, it didn't. And by and large, like I don't think this was the success anyone anticipated. No, I do. I think yeah. it would have been a big success had COVID not happened. So had COVID not happened, it would have come out in theaters and it would have been like, oh, my God, you see that? And it was like a, yep. there was a lot happening on screen. But I don't think it has the staying power. Even No, if I don't. I don't think it does either. Yeah. I uh, so I watched it last weekend, the weekend prior <laughs> to you, um, yeah. because it had just come out on right. HBO Max. Um, I thought it was a fun watch 
Sure. Because I didn't get too lost in the like thick of the the plot behind the the time travel that was going on in that movie. Um, I'm with you. I enjoyed the 15 minute YouTube explainer that I watched to like yes. explain to me exactly what happened. What the hell's which going I thought on? Was right. very interesting. And once yeah. I watched that, I was like, oh yeah, that that makes sense now. I mean, it doesn't make all the way sense, all but I'm like correct. 80% there. But that's another thing. Right. Like it's all well and good to be auteur or, you know, interesting and like, what is he trying to say? But also, just say it. Have I not had a, a rough enough time this year? <laughs> like, yeah. just say what you... Who knows what you mean if you won't say what you mean? Right. Uh, just do it. So, yeah, not... I like. I have to, I have to say, you know, it was a no for me, dog. I, I got to... Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it was that's a mess. Fine. It was a mess. Uh, that's fine. I, I, I thought it was going to go one way or another right and i, I knew that was going to be a, at le- the very least an interesting choice for you to watch yeah um like i'm not gonna hate on it yeah but i'm not going back to the well okay yeah. very fair very fair um let's talk yaya yeah yeah let me tell you i'm just in just preparing myself for this discussion i have all the emotions joy fear love i'm ready talk to me so i'm gonna be honest with you here be honest i don't know if i shared the same emotions that are you feeling a robot so what kind of heartless here automaton this i i wasn't like this movie did not grab me oh my Um, god here i have a couple notes one ready one yes and I think at the very least, out of anything that I say, you'll agree with me on this. I'm ready for this I one. I think ahead. it is criminal to have Maggie Smith do a Louisiana accent <laughs> with instead of her natural accent, which is her signature. I like that's insane to me. Who thought uh-huh. that was a good idea? Not that she's doing listen, she's doing yeah. the best she can. Right. Like when I you can hear it kind of coming yes. out, like it's not full Louisiana. I just like let Maggie Smith be Maggie Smith. This like I want to see All the right. Maggie Smith that I know and love with her I, awesome accent. Yes. I would have enjoyed myself either way, but I, I agree with you. Okay. However, was she not just amazing she's like she's the scrappy old lady she was good yeah yeah Yeah. she was good they're but they're Uh, all scrappy yes every single one of them happens to be a scrappy old lady they did they wrote all the same character for i like a you know i support four times i support a powerful woman especially a powerful woman in their 80s i think i find that more interesting nothing wrong with that (laughs) um i like here's really the thing, and and i'm going to um spoil the movie right now so if you haven't seen it right you skip ahead a couple minutes so i i didn't find the the twist to this movie the what we were building up to 
this whole time of like what happened what happened what happened with the mom that like yeah and the the relationship between the mom and the daughter like what happened that was the whole build up of this movie and i just felt like when they revealed that she had a psychotic break and she had to go to rehab or whatever and that's why she was missing didn't do it for you it was uh, like to me it felt like you know when there's an ending where they're like oh it was all it happened to just all be a dream right like, that was the type of ending i felt like uh, we got like that it wasn't as twisty and revealing as they yeah. thought it was so okay. I, like it, it was very underwhelming that ending what i thought was going to happen is that the she has I, I thought she was going to have a psychotic break or something like that hmm. but i thought it was going to be because the um person she was supposed to marry right she finds out is actually alive and with someone else oh interesting okay that's what i thought was going to happen i was calling that midway through the movie didn't happen but um it just it didn't do it for me dog it was like wow it it was just weird like i i didn't like it that much i i don't know it it was it was tough like it was a it was hard to get through. It wasn't like the best watch for me. Plus, how like, do you like Maggie? For instance, you talk about yes. Maggie Smith and how great Maggie Smith is. National like, treasure. She, half the time they're being played by in flashbacks younger, by yeah. younger actors that you haven't heard of. Like, give me, well, give me all Maggie yeah. Smith or none. Wow. Don't give me sprinkled in Maggie I don't Smith. Know. She deserves more. I don't know how you function throughout the day pumping that black sludge through your heart you're so dramatic i that (laughs) film that film is tremendous it's really wow it is really mediocre (laughs) this is i we this is the strongest i think art of our disagreements I, I don't. I, listen, I lodge a formal protest. I'm, I'm fine with you. Uh, you are allowed formal to protest. love whatever movie that you want, but this is, um, yeah, this was, might be my least favorite suggestion that you've given me. I don't know how to communicate with you anymore. Okay, it's well, it's Sandra Bullock, it's Maggie Smith, Ashley Judd. Uh, James Garner, other people, that Irish guy. I mean, it's like, I don't that know Irish how guy. the Irish guy. Also, like, Sandra Bullock could do better than whoever that Irish guy was. I agree with that, too. Come like, on. That's probably the most unbelievable part of the film. Like, But regardless. I, I, want, I did, however, I put together a top five list based off yes. of the theme of this movie. So... My top five list are the top five flashback movies. Ooh. So Yaya Sisterhood makes much use of the, the flashback. flashback. That is a huge narrative device that they use. Right. So these are my top five movies that also use that same device. Yes. In an impactful way. Impactful Some. Way more so than uh, like more obviously than others interesting uh okay let's let's think and i have i think i have some good hints for you i well let me jump because this is a tough one to go in 
it's to strange. A blind. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. I have to I have to give this some thought. But I would say, like, I would I would give an immediate uh, answer and say, is the Godfather uh, part two on there? Because that's told in flashback with with Robert De Niro as Vito Corleone. Does that, that not is told in flashback? And you yeah. know what? I am going to just oh, you're going to eliminate. I'm, I'm bumping a, a movie. Wow. I'm bumping okay. a movie. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So, so Godfather I, part two. That was not one that I thought of. This was a tough one to think of too. It's strange. I thought I had some good, some good movies. So right. the movie that I, is that the one that I want to bump off? Ooh. So the movie that I am taking off of this. Yeah. Is going to be, uh, I'm taking it off because you used it in last week's list. Ooh, go ahead. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Really? I don't know that they make great use of the flashback. They don't make great use, but it's it's there. Yeah. Like okay. uh, essentially, right. the story is being told of what Andy Dufresne did. Like, yeah, that's, I that's the movie. It. Okay. okay. Um, right. but uh, anyways, like the Godfather replace yeah. Godfather Part Two replaces. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. These, I like it. I, I'm not going to put these in an order either. These don't have to no be order. in any particular order. There's just order. five of them. Yes, there's just five of them. Okay. So, is there a Tom Hanks film on there? There is. Is it Forrest Gump? It's absolutely Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's absolutely Forrest Gump. That was the most, uh, that was the first one I thought of. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. The flashbackiness of that is tremendous. So, yes. all right. Of the five, we've got Godfather Part Two. We've got Forrest Gump. I totally agree. I totally yep. agree. Those are excellent choices. Mm-hmm. Excellent uh, use of that device. But it's strange to think about what else you got. So is that the only Hanksy movie? That's the only Hanksy movie. So okay. I will say one of these yes. is not very obvious. That's what they're doing. Okay. But it's essentially a flashback movie. Um, and it is a more modern film. Okay. So this came out, when did this came out? Um, this came out in 20, like after the 2010 and after, Mm -hmm. um, one of these came out in, um, the nineties. Oh, and then another one is an older movie. Older movie. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. This 90s film. Yep. Is it about a big ship? No, it's not Titanic. I did not include that in a top five. I agree. Sorry. I've never seen Titanic. That's one that I won't budge on. Yeah, I I agree. Not, listen, people love it. I'm fine with it, but I just don't like, I I don't have interest. Here's my thing with, with, you're when you say like a more modern thing and i know you like this film um and i i i believe it's kind of retroactively told like that the social network yes yeah that is on this list yeah that is essentially because that's being told they're in the the all the um courtrooms and stuff and then they're flashing back to what happened and what they're saying happened so that is (sighs) 
on my list, the social network. There are, okay. So that's three of the five. There are films I would say like, like for example, and I'm not, this isn't my guess. Cause I don't think you've seen this, but like Amadeus is okay. told completely in flashback. I think ha- even having not seen it, you're going to think that these two movies are better movies than that. Wow. Okay. These are well-known, culturally impactful movies that are, are really like notable for like notable. they could be say they're notable for the impact that they had on on film and culture and everything like that well and it's uh, so i got the 2010 one but so there's an older one you're saying there's an old old there's one, like, one in the 90s and one then the 90s. there's one in black and white wow one in the 90s and then a black and white film that uses that's probably the most interesting thing how about you're gonna when i say it or when you figure I'm it out go crazy both both of them you're gonna be kicking yourself well it can't be any of the back to the futures no and it can't be because those, those only aren't one, flashbacks those are right. time travel those are time travels there was only one hanksian thing mm-hmm. um black and white and culturally significant i would have yes. to say because of the opening of the film and it was so famous for its opening and then the reveal at the end uh citizen kane thought about it okay but that is not the flash black and white flashback movie i am talking about wow yes so i may all right so the 90s i may be stumped with the final two if you okay. give me an I will, act, I will I will give you a hint. Give me a hint. Lead me down the one path. One of these movies yeah. is considered a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. I don't... All right. I'm cons- it's obviously A Wonderful Life. Yes. I don't know if it's... It's A Wonderful Life. Flash... All right. I'll yeah, agree. It's I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I would not yeah. have gotten there. I would not have gotten okay. there. But okay. that's... that's I, I get it. I get it. That goes on the list. That goes on the list. I agree with that. The other one from the 90s would have to be, let's see, let's find out. 90s, 90s, 90s. Okay. Uh, like I'm going to give you a hint. Give me a hint. It's going it's to give it away. Probably going to give it away, but yeah. It's very twisty. Oh, why do I not know a twisty uh, 90s movie? Twisty in as much as plot. Twisty as in possibly one of the biggest twists in cinematic cinematic oh, history. Twisty. No, I don't know that that's a flashback. Are you talking about The Sixth Sense? No, I'm oh, okay. not. You have to Prior tell me to The Sixth Sense. You have to tell me because we have to discuss it. What is it? The Usual Suspects. Oh, do you know I thought about that? And I, I dismissed it. I was like, oh, because I, I know he's talking to the cops and it yep. all happens in the back. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if that can. Okay. All right. Yes. The usual suspects. Yes. See, what threw me was when a movie began 
and the whole film was in uh, like I, so i sprinkled in me. different types yes different yeah. uses for flashback so that was kind of like false flashback right where he's yeah. telling no, but still what happened it's still like right my brain sim- just very wasn't similar going to there, yes, yes similar to yaya where it's someone telling what happened story. in the past yeah. and they just go back and show it that's what ha- like was it. happening in usual like suspects it. oh good um, pick sir good pick i like it thank you like so it. we had wow, the top nice. top five flashback movies for me mm. it's a wonderful life forrest gump the godfather part two the usual suspects and the social network yes well done well done sir well what do you got what do you got for me this week i'm going to put on the list uh seeing as how um you just don't you it's wasted to try and show you a film that has a heart and tells a story and brings us together (laughs) as uh americans and as loved ones um i'm going to go the other way and i'm going to suggest that you watch charlie wilson's war is this streaming anywhere? I believe it is streaming. I will double check. But my belief is that Charlie Wilson's War um, is streaming on Netflix. I can confirm streaming that it is, in fact, uh, on nothing. Uh, you may. Well, no, uh, Prime. I believe you can find it on Prime. Okay. Yes. Okay. If it is not streaming and you have to pay for it, I can make a quick uh, alteration, but I believe it is on Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. So I am going to watch Charlie Wilson's War, and it is on Stars, which I don't know that I have. Okay. So we may we will, have to we may, we have, may to have to we may have to pivot. Um, while you're pivoting, yes, I have uh, I have a couple of choices Ooh. that I don't know which one I want you to watch. Are you more in the mood for a television show or a movie? I'm in the mood for a film because. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to get involved in a show right now. Okay. You don't want to get involved in a show. That is fine. Perfectly understandable. And of course the movie that I wanted to suggest just got the boot from streaming because why wouldn't it? Um, I'm actually going to suggest something to you. Okay. Which you may have to do a little bit of work for this, but ultimately it will be free. Okay. So this is a, a, a documentary. Yeah. It is on Apple TV plus documentary, Apple TV plus now Apple TV plus right now. You can subscribe on your iPhone or iPad, whatever it is, laptop, and you get it for free until June. So all you have to do is make sure you go and unsubscribe so that you don't pay for it. They've been giving it away for free for the past like year plus for anyone who has Apple um, or who's bought a a device within that year. Within that year. See if you can do that. Um, 
I think you're really going to enjoy this because it involves politics. Ooh. And it I do which is politics. your your bag. So My this is a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a movie called um, Boys State. Okay. Okay, Boys so this State. basically follows a group of boys who right. um, go to almost it's it's basically a politics camp where they all form their own part they f- separate into two parties and then it follows the people who try to run for governor of texas like kids who try to run for governor of texas that week and they campaign and one has one view the other has the other and right it, it's it's almost like a mock government a mock okay. state government that they're doing at this camp and it it was brilliant it was one of the best movies that i saw last year it was very very good one of the best movies you saw last year yes that is high praise i think you i think you were gonna absolutely love this movie i'm in i'm in all right boys state boys state i am writing that down as we speak boys state and i'll track it down all right i have the answer for you sir okay i have the choice of film okay once again uh once again i am i am pulling away from the heart and soul oh my gosh of 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 kindness and good fortune and good times and i am diving into the horror of real life and 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 the the dangers of psychoness uh-huh. uh, because because apparently that is your bailiwick as it were um i'm gonna give you a kind of sequel to a horror movie that i know that you love okay okay because you know i was actually shocked that you liked it but i loved the reasons why you liked it mm-hmm so I want to give you this one, and and there's two to choose from, but I'm going to choose Red Dragon. Okay. Red Dragon is this is a sequel, or excuse me, a prequel. Prequel to, to Silence, of, Silence the Lambs. of the Lambs. Gotcha. So you're aware of it, but you haven't seen it. I, I'm I'm aware of it. Yeah. You're aware of it. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to go with. So there's Silence of the Lambs. There's Hannibal, and there's Red Dragon. Okay. And I, I actually think they came out in that order. I didn't want to go with Hannibal because of the three, I think it's the lesser film. Okay. Red Dragon is Ralph Fiennes. Okay. okay uh, early in his career. Um, and uh, Edward Norton kind of in the, in the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got Anthony Hopkins, who's doing an amazing job. But sprinkled in is like a few scenes with um, uh, Harvey Keitel, who's always amazing. And it's oh, yeah. basically it tells the story of uh, his Hannibal's capture, and then his first use as a resource to the FBI before uh, you know Clarice Starling shows up. 
Interesting. And it's all based off of the original movie, which actually came out before right. uh, Science of the Lambs. It was called Manhunter. And it had Brian Cox, who's an amazing actor. Uh, he played William Stryker in the original X-Men series. Yep, yep, yep. He's he in played succession. Hannibal. He's in succession. He played Hannibal Uh-oh. Lecter, which I think you could I see. I didn't realize that there was a... I version. think I had heard of Manhunter. I just yeah. didn't realize that that was in the same... Is it in the same universe? universe or it's... it's It's exactly... Basically, Manhunter is Red Dragon, but first... Okay, so like they did that. They and remade Manhunter called it. a Red Dragon. Okay. I but they you. did it with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And it's I mean, I I think it's an excellent film. Like it's a it's a it's not a I, I think you're going to like it for all the same reasons you liked Science of the Lambs. Okay. You're not gonna sit there and go like, Oh my I'm in a jump scare movie. It's right, not right, that. right. Okay, cool. I like that. Um I am I'm interested with a nice a good thriller. Yes, perfect thriller. Um, awesome. So I am going to watch Red Dragon. Neil, you are going to watch Boys State. Boys And State. we are going to take on the 2011 Oscars next 2011. week. Do we it. have the number? Do we have the number? Like that was the blank Oscars, the 80th, the 83rd? Would it be the 83rd Oscars? That was the 83rd Oscars. Boom. Look at me. So a little preview, we had the winner of that year was King's Speech. So we are real. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting one, because I know you don't like the movie that I already see. I'm going to (laughs) suggest wins. Um, Okay, but like there are there is going to be so much to fix this year it's like it's ridiculous how much there's going to be fixed to fix this year how much is going to be um anyways that's for next week um thank you guys as always for listening uh if you're enjoying the podcast and maybe if you haven't subscribed yet we really would appreciate if you do subscribe we are on any podcast platform basically on apple apple podcasts spotify all that good stuff please subscribe wherever it is you're listening and please consider leaving a rating uh and a review that would be really appreciated help us maybe get a couple more listeners um also, you can find us on Neil's amazing website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. With that, Neil, what do you have to say to the people? Dream on, everybody.